Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And you also read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Take on NFL Salary Cap and Contract Matters. Uh, we're going to look at one specific issue this week, and that is Aaron Donald's situation with the Los Angeles Rams. Um, in the hours leading up to the Super Bowl, um, it was revealed that Aaron Donald was contemplating retirement. My first thought, being a former agent, is that Aaron Donald wants more money, and that was the driving force behind that coming out. When Aaron Donald signed his contract in 2018, he became the first $20 million per year non-quarterback um, at $22.5 million per year as a six-year extension. Had $86.892 million in overall guarantees, $50 million fully guaranteed at signing. The ink was barely dry on the deal before... Khalil Mack being traded from the Raiders to the Bears eclipsed it with a six-year extension as well at $23.5 million per year. Now, since 2018, the market for non-quarterbacks has changed. You could say Tariq Hill is the highest paid non-quarterback at $30 million per year um, on the four-year extension he just signed when he was traded from the Chiefs to the Dolphins. I don't because the last year has $45 million. I call that $75 million over three years. So, to me, it's still really T.J. Watt who signed a uh, four-year extension averaging just a shade over $28 million per year with the Steelers right before the regular season started. But Aaron Donald is now dropping out of the top ten among um, highest-paid non-quarterbacks. So, um, that is where the problem is. Now, he's not retiring. He's committed to playing says he's still improving as a football player. Uh, He and the Rams are supposedly working on trying to adjust his contract. His contract was extremely front-loaded. There's $80 million of new money in the first three new years. That averages $26,666,667 per year. That is pretty front-loaded. Now, he's got $55 million left over the three years. Now, the Rams have already missed an opportunity to get the maximum cap savings this year. He's scheduled to make $14.25 million this year, but $5 million was a second day of the league year roster bonus. To my knowledge, that was not pushed back at all, like Matt Ryan's was pushed back when they were, when the Falcons were trying to figure out, or in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, didn't get it. They pushed his roster bonus back a few days. Neil Hunter's $18 million roster bonus was pushed back a few days when the Vikings were trying to trade him. To my knowledge, that he's already earned the $5 million. So you, it's set in stone on the cap. You can't prorate that. So he's got a $9.25 million base salary left. His salary next year is $19 million, and then in 2024, it is $21.75 million. So how do you uh, rectify the situation? I would have said you don't rip up a contract with three years left and start anew before Deshaun Watson um, in his trade to the Browns. Because Deshaun Watson had four years left on his contract, $434 million. The Browns ripped it up and gave him a five-year, fully guaranteed $230 million contract. So I'm not ruling out um, ripping it up, although I don't think that's the most likely scenario. 
And here's why. Um, there was a report of ESPN saying that he that Donald wanted a 15% markup for, for where the top of the non-quarterback market was. And this was shortly after the Super Bowl. So that was the T.J. Watt deal. So if you stick a 15% markup on T.J. Watt's new money average on the four-year extension of $28 million, $2,750, then you're basically at 32-2. Let's say you don't go that high. And let's say you were going to rip up the year, rip up the deal, and you were going to pay him $150 million over five years. Okay, that that doesn't make a lot of sense with three years left because the deals are negotiated in terms of new money. And at least every deal I had when you had when I was an agent, when you had existing years left on a contract, you negotiated the new money and how many new years and then how you'd reallocate some of that over the existing year or years and the signing bonus and so forth and lower the uh, current year's cap number. But since he has $55 million left over three years, you give him 150 over five years, that's the equivalent of a $95 million two-year extension of, at $47.5 million per year. So that's not going to make a whole lot of sense. With the Rams, rip it up. He has three years left. Not one any new years. I don't think that's really realistic either. So let's say you gave him $90 million over three years. He's under contract through 2024. You give him $35 million of new money for no new years. So I think you're going to have to look at two deals which have been done with um, three years left. You had DeAndre Hopkins um, two years ago when he was traded from the Texans to the Cardinals. Um, he had $39.915 million left on his contract for those three years and ended up signing a two-year extension at at $27.25 million per year. That deal was a big issue of why Devontae Adams couldn't get anything done with the Packers. And the reason I'm saying it's the new money is he wasn't going to, if you're going to rip it up, he weren't, since he had $39.915 million, you weren't going to have the total over five years be $94.415 million. It would have been $95 million, $94 million, so that signifies to me negotiations over new money. That's one thing, one one deal you could look at. And, and in that deal, in terms of one thing I looked at as an agent was how much the new money percentage after each year. After the first existing year, he had 30.3 million, 30.3% of new money. Then after the second new year, second existing year, I should say, 30.7%. After the third existing year, it was... 37%, and then after the first new year, he had 72.5% of the new money. Um, then we had Xavier Howard last week, or maybe a little over a week by now, 10 days ago or so. Was under contract for three years, had, what was it, $39 million and some change left um, on his contract. Um, I think 39 $308,823 left to be precise on his contract and ended up signing a two-year extension in terms of new money and this is one where it gets a little more debatable and you'd have to see what the proposals look like back and forth between David Canner and the Dolphins to see whether they're talking new money or ripping it up 
but it's 90 million over five years, but the new money average is $25,345,589. But given my experience, I'm going to say this was new money. This was a uh, new money transaction as far as I'm concerned. His percentages weren't quite as strong after each year. It was basically 9% after the, after the first remaining year, then almost 20% after the second remaining year in terms of new money, and then um, basically 31% of new money through the uh, three existing years, and 64% through the first new year in terms of the new money. So you got two examples you can follow for Aaron Donald. Now, in terms of Aaron Donald, there's some other dynamics which may come into play with this. One, um, he's represented by Brian Irwalt, of William Morris, who's a very shrewd negotiator, tough, tough negotiator, does excellent deals for his clients. He had the longest holdout for someone under the Ricky Wade scale in Joey Bosa. Uh, basically missed all the preseason before he got that deal done. Aaron Donald held out twice before he got paid. Held out after his third year in the NFL, did not get paid. Uh, held out again after his fourth year, finally got paid. But in the interim, they took care of Todd Gurley before they took care of Aaron Donald. And Todd Gurley only played three NFL seasons. Did something for Todd Gurley they wouldn't do for Aaron Donald. So I don't think Aaron Donald and Brian Allrott are going to be in any mood. I could be wrong. To do what Matthew Stafford did and just look for a fair deal. And not exploit any leverage you may have. Um to its fullest extent. Otherwise, Matthew Stafford is probably in the Deshaun Watson range of $46 million per year, given what the Rams did with Jared Goff, who did not win a Super Bowl. So, how do you handle Aaron Donald, given those dynamics that you've got a tough negotiator as an agent, and you've got a client, at least who's demonstrated in the past, the willingness to stick a gun to the team's head to try to get something done? whether it's successful or not. <laughs> well, if I'm the agent, I'm looking at it, well, you paid me $80 million over the first three new years. You can pay me $80 million over the remaining three years. So you can add $25 million into the remaining three years of my contract. I'll give you the two new years like uh, Hopkins and, and, and Howard. Then it becomes, how are we going to reallocate that and given you don't have the benefit of the $5 million roster bonus because that's already earned and set in stone, how much cap relief are you going to get out of this whole transaction? So this is just an idea and just an illustrative example of something that could be done. Not saying it's going to look like this, but just to give you an idea of what this could look like. And we're talking about adding $64 million of new money total to get him to that $32 million per year, which is the 15%, basically the 15% markup, slightly less, but basically there. So we're going to add $64 million of new money in. But I'm going to want $25 million of it, if I'm IROP, um, now, uh, over, the, over the remaining three years. Not all now, meaning this year. Now, if I'm the Rams, um, the deal average $22.5 million per year. I'd probably be more inclined. I paid you... 22 and a half million per year on your average over the five years 
I could go 22.5 million. Uh, so you get that <laughs> over the five years. So you subtract out to 55 million. You're still the highest paid guy, but it's 57.5 million of new money averaged over the two new years. That's 28.75 million. Whereas if we add in um, 64 million of new money, the total over the five years is 119 million. So how how would that what what would that potentially look like? Well, you have 9.25 million left as a base salary. You've got a uh, cap number of 26.75 million right now. You're only going to get so much cap room out of this thing because you got to give Aaron Ro- not, not Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Donald, some significant portion of new money this year. Um, you probably can't go to the Hopkins level, so it comes in someplace between Hopkins percentage and um, Howard's percentage. So let's say you give him a $20 million signing bonus, chop his base down to $1.25 million, then that's 18.75% of the new money um, in 2022. So that's $12 million of new money. And you pick up $4 million of cap space this way. So you got a $20 million signing bonus, $1.25 million base salary. Now Matthew Stafford's deal went signing option bonus as a structure. Um, they've done that before. They did it with, um, um, I believe, Jared Goff's deal, um, Brandon Cook's deal. So it's a preferred structure uh, for the Rams. And for signing bonus option bonus structure um, you can keep the cap numbers low in the initial years because an option bonus gets prorated over the life of the contract starting in the year when you might exercise it so the option bonus would be in 2023 you'd have maybe the first through the fifth day of the league year to, to pick up a 2026 option year so you prorate the option bonus whatever it would be through four years. So I'm saying $25 million is the option bonus, and you drop the base salary down to $1.25 million, then that's going to be $7.25 million of new money in 2023. So that gives you $19.25 million of new money through 2022 and 2023. So that's 30.1% of the new money, of the $64 million you're getting through those two years. In the process of doing that, what could you lower the cap number to? Cap number next year is going to be 23.5. It's slated 23.5 in 2023 because it's a 19 million dollar base salary and 4.5 million dollars of proration. You could pick up 7.5 million dollars of cap room um, in 2023. Now, you probably have to have 2022 and 2023 fully guaranteed. If you exclude the 5 million he's already earned, it's part of the cash he's going to earn, but that's 47.5 million that you have fully guaranteed um, at signing. Maybe part of 2024 has to be fully guaranteed to get over 50. So let's say you've got, um, you're trying to get $25 million in new money through through uh, year three. So you got $27.5 million as a base salary now in 2024. So maybe you guarantee half of that or close to that, so you get to $60 million in what's fully guaranteed, and that would vest, the 2024 would vest in 2023. But you wouldn't have any guarantees going past 2024. So, in this model, your cap number is going to go up uh, significantly in 2024. Um, right now, it's $26.25 million, But now you're going to have three sets of proration. $4.5 million from the renegotiation that took place in 2021 signing bonus proration and the option bonus proration 
So your cap number would be 42.25 million. This is the big year you got to bite the bullet. And I'm assuming there's no voiding dummy years in this thing. So that's going to be $16 million of additional cap space on that you're, you're using as opposed to what the cap number is now. That's where the big year is, 2024. But um, you'd have $80 million of cash, which includes the $5 million he's already earned. So $75 million, I'm not counting that in the guarantees. So you'd have $75 million overall guarantees. Now, you could go in 2024 and 2025, $19.5 million salaries in each year. So uh, your cap number would be $29.75 million each one of those years. Because you'd have $10.25 million of bonus proration in each of those years from the $20 million signing bonus and $25 million option bonus. So through the first new year, you'd have close to 70 mil, 70% of the new money. Um, now, Donald has these roster bonuses, second-day roster bonuses in the later years of his contract. So let's say you broke out 7 5 into a roster bonus, that'd leave 12 as a base salary, and that means you'd have to make a decision on him sooner rather than later. So that kind of lays out what this thing might look like. This is just one idea I've had for what an Aaron Donald contract would look like if you were going to follow the parameters kind of set by DeAndre Hopkins and also Xavier Howard when they've done deals with three years left on their contract. This should get done a much uh, different time frame than his last contract because that was close to the start of the regular season. He missed all the training camp, and I jokingly said at the time, Aaron Donald doesn't need training camp because every time he misses it, he wins Defensive Player of the Year. So he's the poster child for not winning, not needing training camp. But it'll be interesting to see whether they rip this thing up, which I don't think they will. I think they're going to go this route as opposed to rip it up. Now I say that, I'm going to be wrong. And they'll rip it up, and everything I'm saying will be obsolete, and it'll be like, uh, we'll say, $145 million over five years, just under 30 And one thing to keep in mind about whatever happens here, from a new money perspective, Brian Arrod also represents Nick Bosa. So he's probably, when I was an agent and I knew I had another guy coming up, that would factor into what I was doing if I thought that deal was going to impact, what a deal I'm doing now would impact the market for that guy. I thought Nick Bosa would be the first $30 million per year guy. Now, on paper, it's Tyreek Hill, even though, as I said, it's really 75 over three. I didn't think Aaron Donald would be getting anything done this year. So I thought it'd be Bosa this year. Niners like to be proactive, make him the first $30 million per year guy. Let's say Donald gets the $32 million per year in new money. I think that might serve as a ceiling for um, Bosa, but he could get more with Donald in the marketplace than if Donald wasn't and he was just trying to work off a TJ Watts deal. So... I expect this deal to get done before a Bosa deal gets done. Using the Fred Warner timing, it's going to be June, July before Bosa gets done. Maybe it gets close to the training camp. If Donald is 30 or above in new money, Bosa will be right there with him, probably behind him. But that's just uh, my thoughts on what I think this Aaron Donald thing could look like. That's going to be... 
this week's uh, Inside the Cap. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That is C-O-R-R-Y-J-E-L. And you can check out my CBSSports.com column, Agents Take. And we'll see you back here next time. Goodbye.